Welcome to another episode of The Impolite Psychologist. So when I was in my doctoral program, when I was in graduate school, we all had to learn how to do IQ testing. And IQ consists of a number of different things. And one of those things is processing speed, meaning how quickly we process information in our brains. And as we were learning how to administer IQ tests, this is one of the things we were looking at. Adults and kids would have to complete tasks And the person was required to do a sequence of tasks which we would time. And we were trying to figure out how quickly people would figure things out, how quickly the person would process the information and make decisions. Now, I kind of understood that theoretically as I was learning to do IQ tests and I was working with people and testing their IQ on various levels, but I never really got what that meant in real life until I started doing therapy. And then I started to understand that different people process information in different ways and at different speeds. And There was one distinct memory I have of being a young therapist and working with someone who was depressed. And I would ask a question and it felt like an eternity before I would get an answer. It wasn't necessarily complicated questions, but questions that would require more than a one-word answer nonetheless, and these pauses would go on forever. And, and I generally had this problem with a number of clients. I definitely had some people who answered so slowly, I started trying to figure out what the heck they were doing and if they wanted me to say something or if they wanted me to change the subject. And I became very uncomfortable in the pause. I became uncomfortable in the pause in the very beginning and would sort of talk about stupid things or go in another direction or just kind of comment or encourage. And it was like whatever was coming out of my mouth during those silences was really quite unnecessary and more had to do with my own discomfort in the pause. And then I realized over time that sometimes people just need a minute or two to think about things because they've got to process and put things in the right categories. And pause is one of those things that has come up a lot in the world of therapy. And what I'm referring to is the awkward pause when two people are talking. And what's interesting is I went to look this up. I was trying to think of examples in movies in which there were awkward silences. And I was able to find a lot of information about movies where there were awkward moments. There's lots of information on that. But there wasn't much on awkward silences. And then Pulp Fiction came up. 
And Pulp Fiction is a great example because there's this scene, two characters who don't know each other are sitting together at a diner trying to make small talk. And it's a situation between Uma Thurman and John Travolta. And eventually, after a long period of silence and the two of them kind of readjusting themselves and looking around, she, Uma Thurman's character, finally says, don't you hate that? Don't you hate uncomfortable silences? And she just brings it out and, and they talk about it. And then she says, I'm going to leave. And you try to think of something something to say to me when I come back. And that, And it's kind of funny because it's like, what was also simultaneously happening during this uncomfortable silence in the movie from a viewer's point of view is that there was a guitar playing the entire time. There was the sound of music in the background. And the thing is, is that I think that has to be there in order for the audience to not feel so uncomfortable about the uncomfortable silence. And so pause is one of those things that we as a society are uncomfortable with when nothing is happening. It's like we all need things to keep moving constantly. We cannot have any kind of pause whatsoever. And I would say that if you can get comfortable with pause in your life, it could make your life a lot easier. And so this happens a lot. And so I think about this in terms of being in therapy with people and trying to figure out sometimes where we go next when we've exhausted a subject and we have to kind of regroup and figure out the next direction to go in. And sometimes that happens over the course of like months where we've been working on something for a while and then we've kind of worked through that thing and then we know there's other stuff that's like hanging on that's problematic but we're not exactly sure how to get there or what we need to do and I will often just have sessions where I just call them the regrouping session where we kind of look back on what we've done and sort of the things that are hanging on and we take a pause and think about what would make sense next instead of just jumping into something willy-nilly. And if you think about how the brain works, how you process information, right? Sometimes information that is small gets processed very quickly. Like, Do I feel like something salty or do I feel like something sweet when you're grabbing a snack? That's usually a pretty quick and easy piece of information that doesn't require pause. But when bigger things happen, when something huge happens in your life, like someone dies or someone breaks up with you, your brain doesn't go, oh, this is a loss, and then gets over it. It takes a long time for you to process through that information because it has so many pieces to it. And if we just take a look at the concept of grief, 
And Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is somebody who came up with the idea of stages of grief. And, and so there's like shock and denial and anger and bargaining and depression and acceptance. These are all the stages of grief that people have to go through in order to process what it is to have lost a loved one. And it's not necessarily linear. You can go back and forth between the different stages of grief, but it's so complicated and so much is going on inside of your brain that it takes months just to come to terms with something like that to understand that and accept that it has happened. And so when your brain has to do all these cartwheels, it might take a little bit longer. And the problem that we have in our society is that our society expects everything to just be so immediate. And so what will happen is we'll be at work and somebody will send us an email and then we'll feel like we have to respond to it immediately. We can't let it go. We can't take any kind of a pause at all in order to satisfy the urgency of someone else. Now, the problem happens when we immediately respond, when we're in a state of intense emotion and we don't take a pause, that we impulsively act based on how we're feeling in a moment of emotion. And the problem with that is not taking a pause before acting on our emotions often results in regret of some kind because maybe we've said or done something that if we had just taken a minute and thought about things logically a little bit more, we might have done it differently. And you might have done this too, where you're at work, somebody sends you an email, and it's not going to be controversial because it's at work, but it's something that upsets you at work. Like, we've got a problem here, we're going to have to do something to solve this. And then you respond immediately and angrily, And then your email is out there for the people you work with. And then you think to yourself, I wish I didn't say that in that email. I wish I didn't tell everybody that. I wish I would have taken a minute. And so my advice would be that if you receive some piece of information via email or text or whatever, and you find it very upsetting, and you know that you're really triggered or really emotional in that moment, give it time. Particularly something that is like an email form, usually stuff that comes via email isn't necessarily something that you have to immediately respond to. And I would say if you could give it 24 hours, that would be fantastic because that pause could make all the difference in whether you end up regretting what you say or not. And the other thing that kind of happens when we don't pause is that we often make decisions or say things 
even while we are still in the process of processing. And so we end up giving an answer while we're still confused about things, while we haven't sort of figured out exactly how we feel. And this happens a lot in the world of trauma work, that a significant portion of the work I do with people who are going through old traumas is we get to this place where there's like mixed feelings about stuff that happened in the past. And it's like, well, on the one hand, my family told me this, but then on the other hand, they acted that way. And so I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about this or how I'm supposed to act because things weren't so clear for me. And often confusion is a really big part of trauma because of that, because people can't quite figure out how to categorize their thoughts and feelings. And so there's also a belief that we're supposed to somehow commit to one feeling and not others. And, and so that's where people get confused because feelings become complicated and thoughts become complicated. And sometimes you can have contradictory thoughts and feelings coexisting. That's where confusion comes in. And a lot of people feel like they're supposed to explain themselves and commit to one side or the other, one feeling or the other, in order to explain themselves, in order to satisfy somebody else. And that's where pause becomes important. And it becomes important to say, okay, You've got more than one feeling here. You've got more than one thought here. And some of them are contradictory. Let's just take a minute and notice that. And then, only then, can you regroup and work through all of your feelings about it and process things in your brain in a way that makes more sense. And I think the reality is, is that we really feel like we owe people quick responses. That if somebody asks for an answer, that we owe it to them somehow to respond as soon as humanly possible. And that's just not the case. And this might happen to you at work or at school or somewhere where there's a group of people involved in some type of project. And what happens is somebody doesn't do their part in a timely manner. And then all of a sudden, it's on you. All of a sudden, the emergency is on you and you have no choice but to do your part as quickly as possible in order to get through. And this is where that saying is so important. Poor planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. And people will often do this to us or people will come to you in these sort of emergency states where they are on some kind of deadline and they need you to rescue them or help them in some way and they need you to do it immediately. And the thing is, is that you don't have to all the time. It's okay to let somebody else reap the consequences 
of their procrastination. It's okay to allow other people to screw up. And you don't have to overwhelm yourself with anxiety just because somebody else didn't get their act together in a timely manner and they've decided to make that your emergency when it really isn't yours. And so my advice has to do with waiting until you're ready, that you can take a pause whenever you need to in order to get your thoughts clear and to process everything you need to. The thing about it is that only you know whether you can make a decision about something or or that you've completely and thoroughly thought through something enough to give your answers. That if you need to take a pause, and sometimes that means sleeping on a decision or sleeping on an answer, our brains work just like computers. When our computer or our phones start to act up and they're not quite doing their job right, they're not thinking properly, the information's confused, what do we do? We turn it off and we restart it. And what ends up happening is, for some reason, that process of turning off everything and restarting it helps the computer to put the information back in the proper categories and where it belongs, and it works efficiently after that. The same thing happens with us. If you have ever had trouble making a decision about something in your life, and you were confused, and you didn't know what to do, and you found yourself totally indecisive about something, And then you went to bed and you woke up in the morning and the answer was just so clear and so evident, right? That's because you got a chance to pause. You got a chance to shut down and restart. And so computers work this way and our brains work this way and we need the pause too. And even then, If someone is putting pressure on you to make a decision about something, you also have to consider that when you do make a decision, that there might be consequences for what you tell people who are waiting for answers. That someone might actually get upset with you or get surprised unpleasantly by what you have to say or they just don't want to hear what you have to say. And so that becomes part of the pause, that sometimes you might know an answer, but you also know that telling the person your answer is going to lead to consequences, and you have to weigh the consequences of your words and your feelings. And you might need to even be thinking about how to best present the information in a way that's going to be least upsetting and most acceptable to them. And that becomes part of the pause as well, is trying to figure out 
how to present the information once you have it straight in your brain. And so I would encourage you to not fall for other people's timelines and other people's emergencies and other people's needs for you to hurry up, but to take the pause as necessary to make appropriate decisions, decisions that make sense, decisions that have all of the pieces put in the right places, and your life will be tremendously easier. And so I would encourage you also to learn the phrase, I'm going to take some time to think about that. Even if somebody is telling you, you have to decide right in this instance. And maybe you only have a few minutes or maybe you have a week. But either way, you have to let people know that you need time to think and pause and make proper decisions that are appropriate for you personally, where you can feel good about what you have decided and how you want to proceed. Good luck on your journey. And thank you for listening.